Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. I'm Mark Reynolds. And I'm Tom Swain. And we talk about the film and entertainment industry, focusing on screenwriting as we spotlight seven original screenplays. You know, I noticed the last couple of podcasts in the opening here. Yeah. I've been making noises like some yeah. nut job. <laughs> And uh, it's entertaining, I guess so. But I didn't do it today. It's like enough of that nonsense. So uh, here we are today on a. Uh, we had two, yeah, that we released two podcasts, almost back to back, almost back to back. So I hope that didn't confuse anybody. And if eh. it did, well, you're dumb. Yeah, I mean, you're a simpleton. If that confused I you, hate being like that. Well, I don't really. At all, hate being like that. But <laughs> but what I found out now, this now bear with me here because this kind of bothers me. This COVID nineteen horseshit. COVID bothers you? Yeah, it's fucking up my <laughs> my my spot screenplay wise. Oh, oh okay. okay. Because because it just no one's doing anything. Uh. Uh-uh. You know, and that's a problem it's for sick. me. And I don't know how other people are dealing with it, but I'm screaming and having fits and I don't like it at all. I mean, it's really messy. I can't imagine what it's like out in Hollywood. I don't know. You know, when that's your daily Yikes. thing. You know, well, you I have Andrew other things. Stevens. He's out there just selling yeah, movies whatever. right left. Yeah. Check out that podcast. <laughs> and um, what I've been doing is reading tons of scripts just yeah. to do it. And, as I peruse through awful screenplays, mm-hmm. um, can I just give one tip out? Just one tip that should be king. Okay. Titles. Titles. Yeah. We've talked about titles. Make sure you don't have a shitty title. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, That's your introduction. Say what you will about me, but I can tell you that every single one of these, the titles rock. Uh, uh, Correct? Uh, yeah. My secret? You want to know my secret? I'm going to give away what, another tip. What is your secret? I just picture how great they'll look on a fucking hat. <laughs> that That's the key. Yeah, yeah. Right? And really, when all is said and done, isn't that all that matters? Yeah. Think about that. Or on the back of a studio chair. Or on a t-shirt. Or the back of a t-shirt. t-shirt yeah. Right? So, um, again, this, this COVID-19, I'm kind of just feel like everybody's sitting in a holding pattern, and yep. I don't like it. Not good. That's true. Not liking that. However, I think it gives a lot of people a lot of time to kind of rewrite their their screenplays and stuff. Which, yeah, needs to be done. They just need to uh, sit down and and rewrite and rewrite and read. And we're going to talk all about that here today. There's a couple of things we're gonna we're gonna talk about now. Do we broach? The subject of cuties on Netflix. Do you know what that is? You're looking at me like a nut job. Cuties. I've just been watching oh. um, the prisoner, the, oh. the worst prisons in the world. Well, that's enough cuties. to kind of. There were some cuties head. in that. No. <laughs> well, then we won't. Um, I thought you heard it's a big news. It's a film about, I think, an 11 year old girl or 11 year old girls or 12 year old girls that are 
going online and doing provocative things. And what? I thought it was a documentary, okay? Yikes. And they're saying this is a pedophile's dream movie. Gross. And it's getting all kinds of attention. And I decided that I was going to watch a trailer about it. Mm-hmm. And I really thought it was a documentary. I don't know why, with all the news about it. Yeah. And it wasn't. It's not. And it didn't have any interest towards me. I had no interest in it whatsoever. <laughs> well, no, it's huge. It's like oh. on their top 10 Netflix. Really? Yeah, it's a big deal. And people are, you know, protesting it and uh-huh. screaming about it and saying it's wrong and and the FBI should get involved and all this stuff. Yeah, it's nuts. Is it it's, so it's not uh, beauty pageant crap. No, like, and I thought that's what it would be. Uh-huh. And I thought it was going to be a documentary about that kind of thing, but yeah. it's not. In, so and so it's not, not even a documentary? No, it's like a film. Ugh. Yeah, from what I saw in the trailer, it was like a minute and a half maybe. Is like, yeah, not not really doing it for me. Thankfully, <laughs> oh, Netflix, uh, they did like um, go into uh, my inner psyche and pull up something that they recommended for me. <laughs> it was about, it, it is a documentary. I cannot remember what it's called though. Uh, it's about this guy who takes revenge on his uh, small community that he lives in mm-hmm. but not the normal style he, he's wow. a he was a talented welder and he had a bunch of large machinery and a heavy equipment so he made this bulldozer bulletproof and everything proof and just fucking steamrolled <laughs> Over like cars and buildings and destroyed all kinds of stuff in the community. Did you watch it? <laughs> not, not yet. Netflix yeah. is like, you need to watch this. Meh. Doesn't really do it for me. Speaking of documentaries, I did watch this one. The MTV documentary on A and E. I want my MTV. Oh, you gotta watch it. It's pretty good, you know, and it, I'm from it, the MTV generation, it's the early days when they actually played music, and it was good channel. But yeah, it was so days. interesting. A guy called Michael Nesmith from the band The Monkees. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. He was in the very early ages. He did like videos in the seventies, late seventies. Had a had a like a TV show. Yeah. Half hour TV show. I forget what it's called, but he he had this, and then as time progressed, he took it and shopped it around, like as a a as network. A, oh, what about weird. this? Because kids don't have anything. There's nothing for kids. Interesting. Back in the seventies, early eighties, there's really nothing. You know, besides cartoons and things, but right. like no shows, no no TV networks for kids. So. He shops it around, and then he gives it to a pal of his who shops it around, right? Mm-hmm. Like John Lear type, mm-hmm. who knows how to do that kind of thing, right? And finally, someone's like, okay, we'll we'll do a test on it. So he goes back, this guy, his this buddy, goes back to Michael Nesmith and says, hey, we got a hit. And Michael Nesmith's like, nah. I don't want to be in TV. What? <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. Uh, so uh, you should watch it, though. It's really good. It's really good. Uh, yeah. I was really happy wow. with it. Yeah, it just brought back fond memories 
of when I had hopes and dreams. <laughs> Those days are long gone. So uh, there's that. And uh, don't forget to check out the uh, Make My Damn Movie podcast. I please? mean, the uh, Make My Damn Movie, uh, what is it called? The website. MakeMyDamnMovie.com. Uh, yeah, come on, man. So check that out. And um, you can contact us on the contact page. Now, it's a lot easier to do than it was before. But yeah. now you don't have to. There's not a whole lot of work involved. You just kind of click on stuff. It's streamlined. It's streamlined, baby. So get to it. Don't be a douchebag. Yes. Do the right thing. Okay? All That's right. where we're at with that. Anyway, the documentary on Netflix about the Kill Dozer guy. Yeah. It's called Tread. Check uh, it out. No, nah, don't don't bother. Anyway, but I did watch on your recommendation <laughs> the, the world's, the toughest, world's toughest prison. So I was confused. It went from the first season, an Irish guy, yeah, who I don't think he was had, never in prison, had, had never been in no, prison. He was just a host. Like he's that. just he's yeah, just he a, just a reporter. <laughs> he seemed scared shitless. Yeah, he should have been. <laughs> and uh, that. Uh, what was it? The Costa Rico one was crazy. They're all it bad. Have like, you got to Norway? Yes. See, so I just skipped and went to Norway. I told and you not to another, do that. No, uh, another host. I was like, wait, who the hell is that? Raphael Rowe. Now this like, guy, guy is okay. legit. So the the other guy, the first guy in the first four. There's only four four episodes per season. Yeah, but the first guy is like not into he's never been into prison right. before no. the the second host Raphael Rowe has was in prison for 12 years for a crime he didn't commit mm-hmm. now the first guy yeah he's scared shitless in in every situation he's in of course but he's never been in prison here's what he scary, is Irish but here's what's scary Raphael Rowe he's been in prison and he years. was scared shitless yes what does that tell you? Yeah. So they're they're rough. So you liked it? Yeah. Are you liking it? Was it was very okay. interesting. Doesn't it make you feel gritty and yes. dirty? I told yeah. my wife that it reminded me of camping. <laughs> and what'd she the, take? How, what was her takeaway on that? <laughs> she didn't uh, agree. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. The bad hygiene. Oh, the, God. The, uh, Not good. Closed quarters. Terrible. I don't know why anyone goes camping. I mean, I know you do, but I still don't know why. Uh, messages from the makemydamnmovie.com. We're going to read some. But my question to you is, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Where's Whoa. Cody Fauber? I thought he was oh, going to do our little opening and close. Like so we, I guess he was pissed that we didn't uh, use I, that. I guess so. Maybe that's it. Yeah? But you said you texted me I did. a couple days later and said you talked to him and he was cool. Uh-huh. As a cucumber. Cool as a cucumber. <laughs> but no. And he said he was working on it this weekend, which was a few days ago. Yeah, that was a while back. And nothing. Okay. Well, there you go. Mm. Smoking the ganja. Maybe. Here's some messages. Anthony, Columbus, Ohio. Hey, you read my message on your podcast in episode 37. That was pretty damn cool. Jeremiah, Las Vegas, Nevada. I feel for Tom. I can oh, barely God. get any of the movie quotes correct either mm. or either. Lucy, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You are 100% correct about script feedback. A bunch of kids thinking they're brilliant that have 
undoubtedly written the worst shit ever <laughs> themselves. I'm done with it too. Great podcast. Glad you agree. Very good, Lucy. And we will be delving even deeper mm-hmm. into that very subject shortly. Uh-huh. I think people will like it. I really do. Jose, Houston, Texas. When Mark said he got a rectal exam from his mechanic, I literally <laughs> did a spit take of my Red Bull. Nice. Say last time we opened the show, I said I'm in a weird place. Uh-huh. I had an appointment earlier, had a rectal exam. Weird thing is, I was at my mechanic. Yes. And we talked about lube. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. All but, uh, you know what, though? There, there's one thing I forgot, though, that now makes sense. I know why his nickname is Fisty. Thank you. Thank you very much. David Parkland, Washington. Your office tirade left out Oscar, Roy, Amy, and Karen, who was Rashida Jones. Precisely. Yes, I did leave out a few characters. That's how unremarkable they were. (laughs) I mean, let's face facts, right? Violet, Encino, California. It's pretty funny that all Mark wants from his screenplays is a boat. <laughs> I think so too, Violet. No. Okay, I've had it with you people. <laughs> boat. boat, not a boat. <laughs> At this point, not even a cabin cruiser. We're talking yacht. Oh Jesus! I've had this planned out for a long time. The Sea Ray Four Hundred and Fifty Sun Dancer, <laughs> to be exact. A model picture. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's a yacht complete with wait for it okay. a dedicated media room. Oh, wow. And I have had the perfect name for my yacht in my mind for years. S-E-A-W-A-R-D. C-word. Huh? (laughs) What I'm concerned about is when I'm at the yacht club mingling with my rich sailing friends, right? They Uh ask me what my yacht's name is, and I tell them the C-word. They might say, oh, the C-word, the c***. Huh? <laughs> Very good. Been working on that all day. Anyway, <laughs> what are we doing now? I know what we're doing now. What are we? Oh. The prize man. <laughs> all right, it's the uh, what is it? The movie quotes game. Why not to look to at that every, every time? fucking time? <laughs> what is it? Oh yeah. I read you three down from five movie quotes, <laughs> yeah. and you have to tell me what movie they're from. And I'm not going to go into the whole, you got a shirt. If you would do all three, yeah. you get a shirt. Okay. It's... So here's the first one. Okay. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Billy Madison? Ah! Wow! Yes, that's the classic. Uh, he, <sighs> everyone is dumber for hearing that. Yes, yeah, I, that I am the principal at the competition. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, my gosh! Yeah. I was I going to. I, you know what? I was really was luck. I was going to start by saying you'll never get this one. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. For your vote of no, I'm wildly impressed. <laughs> that will not last long. No. Next one. If I wanted to kill myself, I'd fucking kill myself. It'd be awesome. A shotgun to the dick. (laughs) (sighs) 
hot tub time ah! machine. <laughs> Lou. God. Mm. That might be one of my top 10 favorite movies. I haven't seen. I've seen it once. Whoa. I know. Oh, that's good. I Don't watch it. Hot Tub Time Machine 2. I'm helping you out here. There's another one? Exactly. Hmm. The third. Damn it. I love you girls. You know, somewhere out there are four terrible fathers I wish I could thank for this great night. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. bachelor party. No, Ted. Uh. Oh well. Well, well, you started off strong, and one I never thought you'd get. I've never watched all of Ted. Sorry, Seth MacFarlane. I love you, oh, but don't. I haven't watched. I don't know why. That's a great one. I know it is. Everybody keeps saying that. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do now. We are going to kind of delve in to calling out mm-hmm. dumb feedback. Yeah. Okay. Feedback. Now, you out there probably don't have the balls to do this, so let my balls do it for you. And <laughs> get punched. And I'm telling you, this is part one, I think, of two parts. I'm going to take uh, one of my scripts. Uh huh. I'm going to take some feedback I got from said script. And I'm going to kind of call out what is ridiculous Uh and what a lot of people out there like, yeah, yeah, give it to them, man, (laughs) which I will. And that's how confident cocky I am about (laughs) my projects. You know? Yeah. I will read some unfavorable feedback given to me so I could once again make a strong, valid point. Okay? Yes, it sucks to read something negative someone wrote regarding your script. No one likes that, right? No. The thing you worked really, really hard on. Then some douche nozzle, great word, gives it a quick once over and blasts your work to pieces. Uh Okay? I've asked this question. We've asked this question countless times. What qualifies these people? Exactly. Right? Well, I concluded about feedback back when I actually solicited it. Solicited it. Yeah. Did I get that right? hmm Was that most times you get some fuck <laughs> breezing through your screenplay that you toiled over forever. Yeah. And that's a fact. They apply the formula of the month. Because mm-hmm. they change all the time, right? And this formula they've been told is the correct way to craft a screenplay. And then all they truly want to do, and this is what I found for sure, and then I stopped doing feedback. <laughs> all they truly want to do is rewrite the entire script to suit their taste under the guidelines that have been drilled uh, into their heads. Yes, exactly. Right? They see the form. And they just want to make your screenplay fit inside that mold that they only know about Yes, this week. Now, these people live and die by these fucking formulas that are ruining the movie industry, mm-hmm. have ruined the movie industry. And what it does to you is take the wind right out of your sails. Yeah. It does for me, or it did for me. But don't feel bad. Uh-uh. Because a brilliant screenwriter like myself has been 
in the same boat or yacht. <laughs> okay. That's a yacht horn. Sure Not is. a fucking boat horn. <laughs> me, me. Fucking roadrunner. <laughs> All right. So I have a lot of things here. Uh huh. And I hope this makes sense. And if it doesn't, well, fuck you. <laughs> okay. I mean, really. That's a good way so to So pay attention, man. All right. First of all, we're going to talk about a screenplay called Hit Escape. Toiled over this bad boy for a long, long time. I'm going to read the log line. So we get... get It's funny. That title is stuck the entire time. And it was way different before. Yeah, but that title will look great on a hat. It sure will. Okay, so here's the log line. I want you to get the idea of the screenplay so we can get into the feedback part. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. The logline. A despondent L.A. lawyer is transported back to 1983 in her 18-year-old body to live in a day she's been longing for and faces having to make a choice to stay and carve out a new path in life or return to the present. Now, should I read the synopsis so people know what this is about? Yeah, just uh, just to dive a little bit deeper in. Okay, so a 54-year-old hapless attorney named Sharon has lost her way, yearning for a version of the past that didn't really exist. With the exception of still being close with her childhood friend, Laura, everything else sucks. A kind-hearted yet prying temp IT guy named Andy catches Sharon in one of her meltdowns, and before she knows it, she opens up to him, pining for the good old days back in 1983 Daytona Beach. Andy suggests hitting the escape key on her keyboard. He's an IT guy. Why not? Boom! Sharon wakes up in the familiar setting of her childhood bedroom in Daytona, shocked to find she's in her teenage body, but with her lifelong memories intact. Andy lays out Sharon's options. Choose to stay and begin life from 18, losing all recollection of her life after 18, or go back. Either way, Sharon has the day to explore and has a blast with young Laura, works at her first job, and checks out an old flame. Mm-hmm. Okay, Even having to deal with bullies, Sharon is energized by the 80s. Yeah. Okay? So that's the synopsis. Okay. There's a little more to it, but I'm going to leave it at that. Now, I get this feedback <clears throat> from, I'm not even going to mention, okay? And what happens with feedback, and, and I think a lot of people will agree with me, and if you don't, you should, but they always start off nice. Of course. You know. Just to reel you in. To a degree, mm-hmm. actually. And stuff like, I found the screenplay to be an easy read and the story not difficult to follow. The structure is, and here's the word they like to put in there. The structure is basically <laughs> solid in outline. <laughs> That gives them some wiggle room. Yeah, kind of. So that's the kind of stuff. And then they go on and they talk about the, what they read to prove that they actually read yeah. the screenplay. Most times their their synopsis is not on target. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other story that we'll get to, okay? Then they write, she is a lawyer in the present day. Why did she ever decide to become a lawyer? This is probably what this day should be about. Her decision to become a lawyer and then 
Now that she is back, her struggling with whether that is the best decision to make or whether she should make a different one. And every scene in Act 2 should revolve around that. So they rewrote the whole fucking story (laughs) right there. Around being a lawyer? Oh, man, that sounds exciting. Yeah. as hell. Nothing like a movie about a lawyer. There's never been done. Now, now really, think about what I just read. This is is somebody... When they start using words like what this day should be about, so what your movie should be yeah. to make me like it. Let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> I might get pissed here. <laughs> oh, yeah. The next paragraph. And here I will make one suggestion that might make this a bit easier. The author has Sharon go back to her high school days to make this decision. Oh, God. But this seems a bit too early for this sort of conflict. Instead, the author might consider having her go back to the day in college where (laughs) she has been planning to go to law school for some reason that she is not happy about. Probably that her parents want her to, or her family is against her going to culinary school because there is no money in it. Etc. Again, they're rewriting the whole uh, effing screenplay. Yeah. Feedback is not to rewrite the work. It's to say, yeah, this is what pointers. I think. Yeah. And here's some suggestions. Mm. The next issue is that Sharon is shown at age 54. And I would really recommend lowering the age to around 40 and give her a midlife crisis. Needs to be younger, says the 22-year-old know-it-all cellar dweller. (laughs) Heaven forbid. You can't have a 50-year-old in a movie. 50 years old. Dear Lord. They don't watch movies. They don't have a disposable income or anything like that. They're 50. Ew, they should be dead. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) 50. Fuck! Hey, dipshits. 50's the new 30. Uh Uh-huh. Get used to it. Huh? Then I'm in my 20s. So here's a suggestion, suggestion, dumbass. Put down the grilled cheese sandwich. (laughs) Finish jerking off and get an open mind. Ew, jerking off. Andy has the, the sandwich? Yes. Okay. I despise these idiots. You know, yeah, I really do. These are the these are the type of people that buy their cars from police auctions, <laughs> <laughs> and they're giving me feedback. <laughs> Moving on, okay. She's uh, fifty four, and okay, so she's fifty four. If she didn't like the law firm she was working for, then why didn't she search for another firm to work for? It's that easy, Mark. So let's just get really analytical and lose all joy in simply reading a comedy script. Are you you following me? Absolutely. A story that this person absolutely does not understand Uh -uh. at all, right? Make sure to show how smart and effective you are by doing nothing but looking for little paths to go off Mm -hmm. on, to show off your knowledge of being dull. (laughs) You know, you're boring. Well, when you live in your mom's basement, it's a little boring. Yeah. All that grilled cheese goes to your head. Uh Uh-huh. Am I making points here? Yes. Are you following what I'm I'm saying? I am. 
that no, that's not good. Are our podcast fans following this? I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know. These are all wrong answers. I Why know. don't you go read scripts? I think I will. Do feedback on scripts. I will. The author might reconsider some of this. There's no reason she can't be highly successful working for a highly successful law firm and still be unhappy. Another possibility is that one of the reasons she decided not to go to culinary school but go to law school is because she was engaged to someone who was also going to law school, and along the way, the relationship was disastrous, which contributed to her present-day situation, whether at a successful law firm or one that has the reputation of being ambulance chasers. Her decision to go to law school was because of a man and was a huge mistake, and now she can rectify it. I'll rectify you. Okay, so that that starts off. Good the, Lord. The author might reconsider some of this. I do not want to reconsider any of that. <laughs> okay. You don't want to completely rewrite the screen. Let's make her a millionaire. That that will make people really like her. She was a millionaire in early drafts, okay? Yeah. So this is where yeah, you we just got a lot of bullshit about hey yeah. to be more down to earth. So you know the reader n- not only doesn't have a speck of the sense of humor Mm-mm. at all, right? But they definitely want to rewrite this screenplay, and that's not uh uh-uh. repeat not what a reader should be doing. But most of them do. So this this goes on and on. Okay, I'm going to stop. Maybe they should, so you can sue them and then get that uh, yacht. <laughs> sweetest sound (laughs) my child laughing fuck you (laughs) that (laughs) the c word okay so so listen bottom line stop (laughs) getting feedback yeah okay and if you do take it with many grains of salt Mm -hmm. right don't let some jizz bag change your <laughs> mind about your story. Exactly. All right. Remember, they're not invested in your work. Uh-uh. Okay, that's important. They read dozens of screenplays in a very short time frame, right? Yeah, they're just plowing through these to make, you know, anything. a couple bucks. Now, does this mean give them a break? Fuck no. <laughs> okay? Screw them. <laughs> I've been done with this nonsense for a long time. When I finally figured out, most of these people just want to rewrite your work. Yeah, it's nuts. Right? They want to write it. They want to tell you how to do it the right way, the way they say. Why don't they write a screenplay? Oh, they have. Uh-huh. They have. I'm sure they and have. And they're awful. Trust <laughs> me. From some of this feedback I get, like, God, man, really? This is your thought process? I get it. By the way, everyone wants to hear nothing but good stuff about their screenplay. Right. Right. But keep this in mind. Screenplays do need work all the time. That's why we constantly say rewrite, 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 like you just said earlier. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is for the most part, in my opinion, okay, I get the strong feeling these readers just want to rewrite my screenplay. Well, there's no helpful criticism. There's just, hey, this is the way you should write it. Write Some it my t- way. Now, let me back up. Sometimes yeah. there is. Sometimes. And I have had 
little comments and screenplay. Now, yeah, did you hear what I said? Very helpful. But... Comments, not suggestions. Exactly. Okay. Suggestions means, no, do this. Comment is, that doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Have you thought this through? That's a comment. Okay. So definitely don't freak out when someone sends you three, four or five pages of feedback. That's basically, here's how it should be. Right. And like I said, in the very beginning, what was that? That first thing, the word basically, the structure is basically solid base. I got to put that in there because I know best. You fucking grill <laughs> shit ball. Now, Radio Chaos, when we first submitted that, we did get some feedback saying the F word was used way too much. It was. And it was. No, listen. After I, we got uh, done throwing, you know, fits. I've gotten tons of feedback back, and <laughs> it has been helpful to a degree but not I, I would say out of let's let's just say an average of four pages maybe five paragraphs you know mm-hmm. were helpful but yeah. but that has changed the trajectory of some of these scripts by yes, the way it has so some people pointing out basically the stuff that's I don't quite get this or this doesn't quite make sense. Right. Then you look at it in a different perspective and you're like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Thank you. Or I need to spell this out. Right. So that particular person, you get tomato on your grilled cheese. Yes. A little treat. <laughs> okay. Maybe or bacon bits. Avocado. But, but I'm just trying to make the point that I read some of this feedback that I've gotten Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the hell, man? And people pay top dollar for this. Yeah. You know, money they probably don't have. Uh-huh. If you're sitting in your parents' basement jerking off and eating grilled cheese, <laughs> you don't got no money, <laughs> you know? But I'm just thinking that if you can take something away from the fleet or out of the feedback that helps change your story. Right. Not rewrite to their liking, right? To their taste, it builds your story. Yeah, so that's that's, that's all. I that's got. what you look for. Now, was that interesting? I think so because I I want I think I want to do a part two on another screenplay, yeah. and it won't be quite as lengthy, but I think it's important to kind of call this stuff out mm-hmm. because a so. lot of people live and die by this. There are people oh, yeah. that have gotten feedback that is negative. And have just said, fuck it, I'm done. Yeah, they just throw their script in the trash. Yeah, they're done. I mean, I know. I've talked to them. So don't do that. Mm -mm. You probably should. (laughs) Because let's face it, your script probably does suck. It needs to be rewritten. (laughs) But just kind of take everything with a grain of salt. I think you'd be good to go. There you go. That makes sense? That makes sense. Okay. Yay! Yay! Now... If we do part two, it'll be next podcast. Okay. It's going to be, depending on my mood and, <laughs> you know, how I feel about ripping on. Oh, well, well we'll do it. Yeah. Because we want to rip on these rip idiots. on them. The doo-doos. Okay, that's it. Right. Uh, check out that website, though, makemydamnmovie.com, and send us comments and stuff like that. If you want, 
and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye-bye. See ya. I know I can do that a long time. <laughs> see ya. Oh, you want to try? Oh, see ya. I can go on and on and on.